It's time for the Power Hour of Love, starring Charboil and El Bandito. Welcome to the Fiesta. Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Hour of Love, starring Charbol and... El Bandito. Hey El Bandito, how are you doing this week? Oh, I'm doing good, senor. We, we had a nice uh, eventful weekend. Oh, you know it, man. It was definitely uh, action-packed and filled with all kinds of crazy stuff. One thing I want to say, man, is happy birthday to Mr. Joe Dyer. He celebrated his 40th birthday over the weekend. Absolutely, man. I'm sorry I couldn't make it out to all the awesome festivities out there, but I definitely wish him the best. Oh, man, definitely. You know, he celebrated his birthday at the Brew 772, which is the hottest new nightclub down in uh, Stewart, Florida, man. And, yeah, it was it was a great show. There was a bunch of great acts. Uh, I saw Swearwolf. You know, <laughs> been, nice. I've been waiting to see him. You know, he was up there with his ukulele playing and rocking out, you know. And then uh, also got to see, uh, you know, Break the Hero was there. Joe Dyer did double duty. He uh, participated in Break the Hero and in Billy Doom and the Band of Serpents. So, nice. yeah, it was definitely a rock in time i was kind of messing with them and i was like yeah joe man you know you look at this you even got to work on your birthday he's like only with things that i love <laughs> so, hey yeah. man you do what you love it's never a day of work you know it man you know it and yeah it was it was a good time i know uh, in the next couple months they're having some really cool stuff go down at the brew um one of the things in november they have michael graves who was the for- former second he was the second singer of the misfits okay and he's coming to town and he's going to be performing at the brew 772 so Definitely, if you guys haven't gotten down there and checked it out yet, you know, that's definitely a show that's coming that's uh, going to be pretty wild. So, Heck yeah, uh, very cool, man. That sounds like a jumping joint down there. Hell yeah, man. And I know I'm going to get a lot of people angry, but over the weekend I was able to also get my hands on one of those Super Nintendo classics. <laughs> you better give a shout out there. Oh, absolutely, man. I got to give a big shout out to my buddy, uh, Jason, who uh, him and his wife, man, they, they had heard that I was on the hunt for one and like, they like went into freaking like you know hunters mode and they were just like me 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 you know and they were like singled in on it man and they totally I here's the cool story you know I get the call and they say hey you know there's only like three people over here at this GameStop like waiting in line and they they had a pre order so they were like hey you know you should come over here and try to get one you know and I'm like. <laughs> All right, you know, so you know, I skipped on over there. You know, I was maybe right, right up the road. I get over there, and I was literally like the fourth person in line. And I'm like, you know, and I talked to the guy in front, and I'm like, hey, man, how, you know, how many units do they have? And the guy says, I think they have seventeen. Wow. You know, I was like, holy shit. So I'm like, you know, I'm getting pretty excited because I'm like, oh, this probably means I'm going to get one. You mm-hmm. know. Now, granted, this is up in Fort Pierce. So it's like, I don't know, maybe people just didn't think that Fort Pierce even had a GameStop or something yeah. like that. So they were like, oh. I couldn't tell you where the GameStop in Fort Pierce <laughs> is. I lived here 10 years. It's definitely off the beaten path, that's for sure. It's like actually not even a good, well, I mean, the store itself is very nice. There's, you know, it's just like any other GameStop, but it's just like where it's located, it's kind of like in this little corner. Gotcha. <laughs> so I think it's kind of hidden now. What's funny is when we got in there, like more and more people 
started filling in behind us. So mm-hmm. they definitely sold all 17 units. Well, yes. well, where's it at? Give give all the people out there a hint. Oh, okay. It's a, you know, there's the big uh, Walmart in uh, in Fort Pierce, you know. Okay, so and, that's right off of 95. Yeah, right off of 95. And then, uh, you know, there's a, there's a little side strip where there's a dollar store and like a tropical smoothie right next yeah. to that Walmart. It's hidden right in the back little corner of that place. You know, I probably shouldn't be telling people about this. Anytime <laughs> there's like some new release that's hard to come by, now they're all going to rush there. No, I'm just kidding. But no, absolutely. You know, Is the check. Radio Shack still there? You know, I think you're right. There is a Radio Shack. I know there's a Sally's Beauty Supply. How do I know everything in that fucking <laughs> plaza but GameStop? Because you said Tropical Smoothie. I'm like, I know right where that is. Sally's yeah. Beauty Supply, Radio Shack right there. It's Dollar right, Tree. It's right there, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right in that, that, little, that little shop. But yeah, that's, I, I, I absolutely lucked out. You know, I see there's somebody on eBay was trying to sell them for like $1,000. I wow. mean, don't get me wrong. I'm playing it, and it's a lot of fun. But I mean, 1000 bucks. that's a lot. <laughs> That's well, I think extreme, I remember you right? said wasn't it like seventy nine ninety nine? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like not buying it. <laughs> like exactly. Eighty bucks. Get out of here. <laughs> well, like I said, I mean, I know you were. Uh, let's be fair here. You know, you you were always more of a Genesis guy. Yeah, I'm. Than a Super yeah, not Nintendo. not a super fan. But I mean, like, uh, yeah, like uh, Super Nintendo Classic. I mean, it is definitely worth every. I I think it's worth every bit of the money for the eighty dollars. I mean. You know, even like someone that's paying like two hundred or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. you just wait it out a little bit. See, you know, well, how many games comes with it? It's twenty-one games. Okay. And the thing is, is uh, twenty of the games were originally released on Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. and the one game Star Fox Two has never been released before. Right. Right. Which is actually kind of cool because you have to uh, unlock it by playing parts of Star Fox. I oh, thought cool. that was kind of neat that they were like. Oh no! Even though it's here, you don't just get it. You know, yeah, you once you're earn. fucking completely sick of playing Star Fox, then you can get it. Star Fox. Yeah. It wasn't really like you know too much of a pain, but you had to be like the first level or something. So I got gotcha, you, man. It's pretty straightforward. Well, it just seems like with all those retro cons and shit coming out nowadays and emulators, it's like you probably could have played that game for a lot less. But it's cool to have the miniature system with the classic style controllers with it, yeah, and, and everything like that. Like that's really nice, and it's a self-contained unit. There's no fucking around with shit, fucking up your computer or something, because god damn it, fuck you every website out there that makes an emulator ever, because you guys suck shit, you know? Well, I know there's been, you know, time and time again where I've played an emulator of an old game, mm-hmm. and you get to a certain part of the game, and the shit just stops yep, working. just and craps that's, out. And that's pretty, you know sucky when you're playing oh, a game yeah. like Final Fantasy or something that you've plugged like numerous hours into. So at least with this you're guaranteed to get a full working copy of the game and like you said it's all you know yeah. it's all Nintendo based. Yeah and twenty games for eighty bucks is really that's oh, almost yeah. like four dollars a game or oh, something. We're talking you know? some big titles for one I mean you got Street Fighter two on there, yeah. you got Donkey Kong Country, you got the bunch bunch of Mario stuff. Yeah for a thousand bucks though you can literally buy a retro can a retro con and all those fucking games though. Yeah. You well, know because each of those games are probably like twenty bucks nowadays. You know well there's a couple that are a little hard you know harder to come by but mm-hmm. one of the things I, I actually was reading because you know that that's been most people's thing was why don't i just buy the old games well <laughs> i guess with a lot of those games that had a save you know feature in it there was like a battery sure that's in the cartridge and those batteries only really have like a it was half-life like for like yeah. 35 years so like 
you know, that's what they predict, you know, like in the next yeah, yeah, 10 years, like, crap out. yeah, you, you won't be, you won't be able to save on those games no more. So that could have a big effect on some retro gaming, you know? So like I said, just, just things, Hey, there's people out there that like the original. And I, I think that's cool too. I have a retro con, so. mm, yeah. <laughs> but I'm very happy that I found one and um, I've been enjoying it since. Heck yeah, man. No, that's awesome. And, you know, big ups to Jason for helping you grab one. Heck yeah. For all the folks up in Fort Pierce GameStop working hard in their fucking hole-in-the-wall dungeon hidden store up there. <laughs> if you happen to find the store up there and you want to take a photo in front of it and post it over on our Instagram page or send it to us on Facebook or at thepowerhourlovegmail.com, we'll put it up. We'll post it up all over so we can help others track down this beautiful and wonderful store up there. You know it, man. You know it. And you know, I do have to say this week, you know, as much as it's been fun, you know, celebrating Dyer's birthday and playing, you know, Super Nintendo, man. It, and on the other side of things, man, it's been a, it's been a kind of a rough week, man. Hell yeah. The end of last week kind of hit, hit me hard, man, because we were recording the Power Hour and we didn't get a chance to really get all the facts. So we didn't want to say anything last week. Mm-hmm. But we know for sure now, you know, Hugh Hefner has passed away at the age of 91. I mean, the freaking legend himself, the I'm, super pimp, you know? <laughs> I know you and him were good buddies, El Bandito. Oh, man, you know it, dude. <laughs> uh, you know, bu- buying his pl- publications every month and stuff. <laughs> but no. I, I remember, you know, back in the day I was working, and I was working through some foreclosed houses, helping people, you know, secure them, clean them, stuff like that. Yeah. And I went into one house, and, you know, I don't know who used to live there, but the whole place was empty, no furniture, not a stitch of anything. But in one closet was about 200 Playboy issues, <laughs> man, just in sequence for the last like 20 years. I was like, what? Oh, man. Hope, hopefully if you took any of those out of there, you put on some rubber gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought about it because I was like, oh, my gosh, like just flipping through it. You're like, that's so cool. Like yeah. all these celebrities and all the yeah. great interviews and cool comic strips. But, yeah, I was pretty yeah. much like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> <laughs> well, one quick little blip on that. I know one time my brother actually was able to go to one of those Playboy Mansion parties. Nice. And he was just like, man, you want to talk about a party. Fuck, you know, yeah. Just bananas, you know. I mean, so. even just seeing the clips on TV from his shows, it's like, well, the greatest thing about Playboy is how classy it always was. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, you know, like. You know, you hear about like kind of sexy parties and you just think it's some kind of smut hut, you yeah. know, where people are just going to be just depraved and shit. Yeah. But you see those Playboy parties and it just looks like, man, it's it's like celebrating life, you know? Oh, you know it, man. You know it. Yeah, so, it, was, it, was, it was always a rocking time. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and on that note, take a minute to celebrate the life of Hugh Hefner. Run over to the Playboy website. Oh, see yeah. if they got any magazines in print. <laughs> I think they do nowadays. Got something somewhere. Oh, but yeah. show them some love. Throw some deuces up for the bunny ears and uh, (laughs) keep the dream alive, man. So thank you, Hugh, for all you did and for setting such a good example of how to be a classy-ass player, son. You know it, man. You know it. And um, definitely our our hearts go out earlier this week to all the people in uh, Las Vegas. You know, there's a big, crazy uh, mass shooting that went down there earlier uh, this week. And, yeah, that's just just terrible stuff. I mean, we don't like to, you know, we're the power hour of love. We always like to keep things upbeat around here, but we definitely want to let people know that we know what's going on out there, but just try to try to stay positive, man. There's always going to be some crazy nut out there doing something that they're not supposed to. Absolutely, man. You know, and it's up to us to help you guys spread the love and, you know, telling a, a kind of sad story like that or talking about it is just our way 
of reminding you guys to send some love in that direction, you know, because whatever kind of weird shit was troubling this guy who fucking went on some kind of massacre out there, mm-hmm. you know, I bet if he had a few more people in his life that loved him, maybe this kind of shit wouldn't happen. Absolutely. You know, so let's all remember to be nice to each other out there oh, yeah. and show each other some love because you know what? No one's guaranteed a tomorrow. And uh, and that that proves it more than anything. So, you know, let's do our best to send all the love we can to those people out there and in Puerto Rico still suffering oh, from the hurricane. Yeah. I mean, there's people Mexico City after the big earthquake. I mean, there's people all over the world. And, uh, you know, just it, it's it's on each and every one of us to to spread the love, man. So let's do it. You know it, man. And we definitely want to spread some love over there to Tom Petty, who earlier this week we know was in critical condition and hopefully you know we're just waiting on the word to see if he's gonna make it through i know a lot of people are already putting r.i.p because you know he had a critical heart attack and Mm -hmm. there's a chance that even if he does make it through he you know might not have you know he might not come out of the coma you know so i mean so let's just hope you know he's he was a great rocker i always wanted to see him live and very unfortunate that now i might not be able to absolutely so our hearts go out to him and we'd love to spread a little love with a special tribute from yeah. Wednesday 13, Running Down a Dream.
And that was Wednesday 13 with their Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers cover of Running Down a Dream. Man, that was an awesome track right there. I mean, incredible original song. You know, I, I wouldn't have changed a thing about it, but oh, yeah. boy, that cover is pretty wicked, man. I mean, that's a very fitting tribute. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, Wednesday 13, he's probably he's probably most famously known for his role in the Murder Dolls. That's a band that he had with the old drummer from Slipknot. So gotcha. when you when you hear like his singing style, you could be like, oh, yeah, you can see that that guy's a Slipknot fan. <laughs> but yeah, ever since uh, they kind of fell apart, he's been kind of just doing his solo thing. And that track comes courtesy of Metropolis Records. So definitely, you know, go over there and check out some more of Wednesday 13 stuff and um yeah absolutely man you know it was it was really cool you know I've always loved that track I remember me and my cousin like rocking out to that when we were like eight years old and yeah do you did you ever see the video for running down a dream no it's a uh it's all animation which I know you'd love that yeah but it's um it's actually Tom Petty going through like the little Nemo and dream dreamland, the dream master. Like he's like running around with the little pip guy and like their animations awesome, and like man. all kinds of different stuff from that old story. You know, they do, you know, and I used to always, I'll be honest, when I was a kid, I thought it was saying running down a dream. <laughs> you know, not a dream, you yeah. know? <laughs> so I was always like, man, well, he's not even like running through the sewers. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, but yeah, man, you know, we definitely, like we said before the break, you know, wish the best for uh, Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know the news has been taking a beating lately because, you know, like pretty much as soon as Tom Petty ended up in the hospital, everyone was like, oh, man, you know, Tom Petty died, you know, and it's kind of like right now, you know, we're still kind of waiting to see what happens. So. Yeah, yeah. And I know, you know, this right now he's probably just running down a dream, you know, he's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just Hopefully did. he'll come back from it, though. He'll wake up and rejoin us, man. Absolutely man absolutely but hey you know uh aside from all this crazy stuff going out in the uh the real world man we have to talk about our other favorite thing the video game world and what's the best way to do that with the video game zone video game zone oh man i know a lot of people are super stoked you know, it, it's been talked about. I mean, I have to. I, I think we heard about this game probably like two or three years. I, I ago. I thought this game came out two or three <laughs> years ago. You know, and I know what you mean. People are fucking super psyched. Like they are losing their marbles over this fucking game coming out. And I have to tell you, like, man, I can't wait to play this game because I do not get the fucking appeal at all. <laughs> you know, like I need to play it just so I can be like, what the fuck is so great about this? Like, it looks like kind of an old school fucking side scrolly sort of fucking game yeah and like yeah i realized like it's all hand-drawn badass like animation which is fucking super cool i mean man what dedication what work what effort it's in this amazing like 1930 style art but dude fucking really like (laughs) (laughs) it's getting like critical approach just like hasn't anyone seen fucking fallout 4 like that's pretty goddamn impressive no one did that by hand you know absolutely man if you guys haven't caught on yet we're definitely talking about cuphead (laughs) well i know one one group of gamers that aren't excited about cuphead but i mean i shouldn't say they're not excited they kind of wish that they had it and that's all you 
PS4 players out there. We finally have one up over on you guys. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I know like Justin McPatches is, you know, a PS4 player. And he even told me the other night he was a little upset that they hadn't even talked about yet that Cuphead was going to be coming to PS4. <laughs> but you can check it out on Steam and you can check it out, of course, on Xbox One, which was its primary platform when it was first announced. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure, you know, hey, PS4 guys, relax. I mean, if this is as big of a hit as it is, or they're saying it's going to be, you know, it's like, I'm sure it's a port's coming your way soon. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, like, yeah, maybe it's going to be the fucking coolest game in a long time, but from what I'm understanding so far, like, it's animated amazing in a very unique way. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There's a lot of games that looked really unique that sucked bows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know it, man. And, you know, it's like right now, like we were talking about earlier, I mean, the, you know, side scrollers, the platformers, and we know they're getting like a resurgence. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. this might also be a thing of just coming out at the right time. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you're right. I mean, I think you even told me that in some, uh, some art schools and stuff are like using this game as like a, a they want to put like the, like there's, there's animation museums that want to know how these people recreated this 1930s stuff because apparently their techniques for recreating that animation are almost wholly unique because this is so much like 1930s animation that, uh, you know, hardcore historic historians who uh, research animation are like, how the fuck are you doing that? Like, where, where, where are you getting your <laughs> reference materials from? Like, because it looks so much like the original art style. And I think it's just painstakingly recreated. Yeah. You know, like, these guys are really doing the number to kind of kind of get this classic look and classic style to it. And that's great. But again, like, I just I want to know what the game's going to be yes. like. You know, yeah. like, because to be honest, like, I look at it and I'm like, dude, that's a game that looks like it's going to give me a goddamn seizure. You know, like, there's just so much going on. And I'm like, dude, my hat's off to you for making something so with so much depth to it that it's like I could look at the same image a hundred times and still be trying to find something new. Yeah. But, uh, but man, yeah, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like fucking overload, though, dude. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, even in some of those games like Kingdom Hearts and stuff, they've tried to, like, recreate like you know steamboat willie and stuff like that so yeah. you're right there's been other games that have kind of gone here before but that was just like one little segment and i think you're right yeah. that they took their time to like make this a whole game is probably mm-hmm. what's really grabbing a lot of the appeal but yeah i'm gonna check it out i know right now in steam it's going for uh, i think it's about twenty dollars a game you know for the game yeah that's so, a good price yeah it's not it's not the price of a, of a full-on you know what they like to say now this triple a titles i mean i really huh. i'll be honest i know this isn't on the list but that's the, uh, you know maybe i'm just having a a, a fit with vocabulary lately and like huh. tr- and trend words but this whole like triple a gaming thing have you heard this El bandito yeah yeah i've heard about the triple a gaming thing and i have to say all the way around i'm pretty meh about it <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch oh that's in your bulls other like buzzword he's been hating on lately is that kind of pretentious sort of uh you know, hipster vernacular that's going around. Meh. Yeah, Should well, we back to the video game. Yeah, though. absolutely. Our, our we, war on meh. <laughs> we can we can talk about some some more games here because guess what? October is releasing some freaking awesome games this year. And uh, pretty much all the best of the best shit is going to pop this October, starting off with Assassin's Creed 
Origins. Oh man, I know you're a huge fan of the Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. series, yes. and yeah, I mean this, you know, even the stuff that I've seen, you know, where you're in like ancient Egypt and stuff, mm-hmm. it looks pretty awesome. Yeah, so. being that this is supposed to not only tell the origins of the assassins themselves, which is something I'm particularly interested in because their mythos is really, really engaging to me. Like I love the history and story behind it. Sorry, everyone who wasted their time watching the movie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is not only supposed to take it back to those roots. But they have also kind of teased how you have a companion eagle, um, which is supposed to be the origins of the eagle vision ability that you have in later games. So seeing how all of this translates from this like mythological time in which they're showing fantastic like lizard creatures that are 20 Uh feet tall into kind of the modern day is, I think, going to really knit together that technological going back in time, still having eagle vision, but then bringing the past and actual mysticism to meet it in the middle. You know, we're going to end up with a game that has the best of future tech and the coolest of ancient magical tech, and they're going to meet somewhere in the middle, and uh, I'm just looking forward to it, man. I think that's going to be really cute. Well, that's that's awesome, man. I'm glad that, you know, you definitely, it seems like as soon as this one comes out, man, you're going to want to try to jump on it. Now, here's jump the Jump on qu- it. Now, here's the question. Uh, you know, are you going to slash into it on the Xbox One, or are you maybe going to try that one on Steam? You know, I'm really enjoying the Steam, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, since I got on there for the Friday the 13th game. I filled out my profile, D3 Chavez. <laughs> Go ahead and send me a friend request. About 80 other people did. So I'm like, <laughs> shit. You know, uh, there are some jokes about PC being the best gaming system. And I, I never really believed that because, you know, your PC's for work. Don't fuck yeah. around with it. But uh, the community on PC that I have engaged with through this Friday the 13th game is so freaking cool, you know, like, yep. thank you to all the people I've met on there. Uh, you guys have been freaking great, and I love that. And on Xbox, usually you team up with people that are like, oh, fuck you, faggot, yeah. you know, like, all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if it's the Friday the 13th game itself or just Steam in general, but, uh, you know, I'm ending up meeting a lot of really cool people on there. Well, that's awesome, um, man. But uh, I think the biggest thing that has lured me to PC is the fact that I can use my Xbox controller. You know, it's comfortable to <laughs> the me. Best I get of both it. Worlds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now, ultimately, I'm pretty sure I'll probably rock the Assassin's Creed on the Xbox One. Keeping it classic. Yeah. The only reason being, like, yeah, I want to slam that shit on my 50 inch fucking TV. There <laughs> you go. There you go. Absolutely, man. Well, that's cool, man. Well, let me pick up this next game that we got going on. You got here it, because this next game is pretty cute. Oh, man. <laughs> We're talking about another game that we've been kind of waiting for for a while. It got announced a while back, but I know this is going to be awesome. We got South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Oh, my gosh, man. I cannot wait to check this out. Um, <laughs> you know, I, it took me a while to get on the Stick of Truth bandwagon. Uh-huh. And once I did, I think I played 40 hours in a single week oh, and yeah. crushed that game. <laughs> and it was so good. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, the mechanics of the game are pretty shit. You know, like, they're not very good. But the fact that, like, the technology caught up where, like, we're playing in the South Park world. Yeah. And it looks every bit as good as, like, the HD show does on a weekly yep. basis. Yep. And then I can build my own character. And it has all the RPG elements that it does. Really makes up for any lack of mobility or game control or whatever. Sure. And the story was really surprisingly good. It was, you yeah. know, It was very fun. It was cool to interact with everybody. So, man, I would 
I would totally give that guy five out of five hearts every time because it's super fun. We'll have to throw that in the vault for the playthrough and review oh, at some yeah. point. Yeah. But uh, we're definitely going to get our hands on the fractured butthole. <laughs> exactly. And we, you guys out there know how much we love superhero stuff and being that this is going to focus on them being the superheroes. Yeah, I think the coon <laughs> and mint berry crunch. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be a, It's going to be a trip, man. I can't <laughs> wait. So what's coming next? Well, after that, we've got The Evil Within 2. Oh, man, which, some scary oh, stuff. It's October. Man. We need some scary. Hell, yeah. And some of the trailers for this thing just looks creepy as fuck, man. All that, like, white goo, oh, oozy yeah. sort of shit. <laughs> it's like, man, you just look at that shit, and there's a lot of games where I'm like, that looks scary, and, man, Jason's going to pop out of nowhere and scare <laughs> me. But the Evil Within 2 looks like I'm going to have nightmares for eight months. And oh, just, yeah. just be like, what the fuck? Like, just mind-fucked off the weird imagery in that game. Well, you know, the uh, the original director of, like, Silent Hill and stuff like that has a lot of uh, creative control in yeah. the Evil Within. So while they've kind of stopped making Silent Hill games, it's probably a good thing. Those were really starting to run their course. Yeah, but... they, got, they got played out after that <laughs> fucking terrible movie came out. Oh, you know it, man. But, you know, the, the Evil Within, you know, it's kind of going into all different kind of realms. I played a little bit of the first one. I didn't... It didn't completely stick with me but i mean mm -hmm. i was like i can see where i like it but one thing that really intrigues me about this upcoming one they're doing like a perk system like wolfenstein and, nice. and fallout does but also being that you know part of the game and the evil within is beating the shit out of like crazy monster things they're giving you the ability to customize weapons so nice. yeah, that should be pretty cool yeah, that's probably one of my favorite things in modern games today is the ability to customize weapons, gameplay, oh, yeah. um, controls, things. Like, I think controls is one of the biggest things to me. Like yeah. any game that doesn't let you button map at least a couple of things, I'm just like, dude, fuck you, game. Exactly. I, I think the worst defender of that to me uh, in the past five or six years or so um, was Gotham City Imposters. Did oh, you ever play that? I don't think so. I think I saw the trailer for it. By yeah, it's it's like you're kind of like low budget Batman or low yeah. budget Joker, and you like make your own character run around. I thought it would be like super fun because it's like all your gear is made out of like bullshit gadgets that you had okay. to build in your house. So it was like really hilarious. But you couldn't even invert the Y axis on the controller. Oh, I know you that's know? a big thing for <sighs> yeah, you. Yeah, I mean I'm a mega old school FPS player. I don't do the standard look you know <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i gotta have the invert the inverted look man and i'm just like really like you couldn't throw the freaking flip in there for me so <laughs> i mean i bought that game for like five bucks off um you know xbox download or whatever yeah. and i was just like fuck you game I'm so pissed <laughs> i put a burn on that one well we're definitely not getting a sequel to that or anything but there is another game that's awesome that's an fps that we are getting a sequel to that i know we're super <laughs> stoked about Yep, absolutely, man. The new Colossus Wolfenstein 2 oh, is fucking yeah. here, man. Ever since this bitch dropped at E3 and blew everyone's goddamn mind, uh, like we have been just anticipating the hell out of this. Oh, we man. all want to see, what was it, Lisbeth or whatever? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, what's the, going on? The, the Panzerhound you know, oh, coming yeah. out there. Uh, but it'll be great to see Blaskowitz mm -hmm. uh, coming back. Looks like picking up right where the last game left off with him and Set and yep. Anya and just everybody just kicking some ass, man. Hell yeah. And to see the continuation of that story, but more so than that, to see America. Oh, yeah. And yeah. to see them get to America and see what's going on there and continue moving the sword forward and continue marching through the mythos that uh, Wolfenstein has created in this now alternate reality um, is just awesome to me. And I have to say... Having now completed the first the 
that having now completed the first game, the new order, mm-hmm. um, and realizing that the person in the trailer is Private Wyatt, yeah. like getting jacked up on like uh, what was he on like LSD or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, chasing yeah. around some lizards. Yep, yep, yep. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to sink into this bitch. What do you think? Oh, dude, yeah, same thing, same thing. I I I played through. Uh, the new order earlier this year, you know, and, and like after playing it, I'm like, I'm so glad I played that now because mm-hmm. we know that there's a sequel coming and the story yeah. is going to continue. So it's like, yeah, I'm just stoked, man. I mean, I have to say out of all the October releases so far, like this is like what this is. This is getting my money first. I mean, I want to do <laughs> South Park, but I'm like, yeah, Wolfenstein's got the priority pick on, oh, yeah. on from Boyle. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie, dude. Like the Wolfenstein 2 is is coming before Assassin's Creed Origins, you know? Because, like, go. I, I want to know the origins, but <laughs> I want to know the sequel, too. You know, but the Wolfenstein, man, what really sells me on that, um, not only does it have a great story, does it have, like, fucking damn smooth uh, gameplay, uh-huh. um, it has just enough RPG elements to, like, make it, oh, yeah. like, replayable, but what really sells me on it is, God damn, do they do their first-person shooter right. Oh, you I'm know, like, man. holy shit, man. The customization with the guns, the yeah. gun wheel, throwing grenades, the perk system of how you yep. earn a perk and then lock it in and keep it. Um, just They did so much right with this game Hell yeah. um, that I cannot wait to see what is new yeah. in the second game and where the story goes from there. Hell yeah, man. Two other releases that we got coming that I know uh, a lot of people are excited for. Uh, we got the... WWE 2K18, another another wrestling game. I mean, now it, these, these games have almost become akin to the, <laughs> the football and basketball games. Every year they're coming out, and I get it. You yeah. know, I get that, you know, wrestling's ever-evolving and new mm. characters and stuff, but it's like, you know, it kind of you yeah. feel like you're paying for the same game every year. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. They're 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 getting into that Call of Duty realm of like <laughs> calm the fuck down over there. You know, yeah. Throw something in there that kind of mixes it up. You know, I used to like the story player mode. Well, and what stuff. was the one they did? I think it was 2016. Was the one you got me one year for Christmas? Uh huh. And it had like the Attitude Era yeah, thing where you could play through yeah. the Attitude Era. That was again. cool. That yeah, was like cool. that. That was really neat. Like put in some shit like that. You know. Hell yeah, we know Nintendo's been in the news all week, so we don't need to spend a ton of time on this, but we know a lot of the Switch fans are just chomping at the bit to get their hands on Super Mario Odyssey. So that's coming out Absolutely, the end of the month. Absolutely, man. The first not-rated E for everyone Ooh. Mario game. But uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, lots of great releases coming out. You know, in October. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't. I don't know how I'm gonna have the money. My, my wallet's gonna be empty by the end of this month. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. I think a. Uh, you know, a, a lot of these games are gonna push people out to be doing that little bit of extra credit. You know, yeah. mowing a couple extra lawns around the neighborhood this this October. Oh, you know. Uh, it, man. So we'll we'll see how it all shakes out in the end. And you know, I'd love to see at the end of the month like. And I guess it's unfair to say at the end of the month because some of these games don't come out to sure, the end of the month. Sure, But uh, I'd love to see who pops the biggest out of all of them, yeah. like who sells the most copies, you know, because these these are some powerhouse games going all up against each other. And I know that regardless of who sells the most copies, we all win. You know? Oh, you know it, man. And you got to imagine, remember originally Red Dead Redemption 2 was supposed to come out this month too. They pushed that yeah. till, till next spring. So, yeah, like that definitely cleared the way for – some of these other guys to take the uh, the show from. Well, we'll definitely report on that at the end of the month. We'll see what's up. Well, if you want an awesome track 
to listen to while you're rocking out some of these awesome games that are coming out. You know, the song Shape of You is really hot on the radio right now, but this has to be my favorite version of it. Let's hear this one by Leo Metal.
that was Leo Metal with his cover of Shape of You. Oh, man, Leo Metal's like the best. I love just running through all of his covers that he's got on there because oh, he does yeah. metal covers of all sorts of hits from all sorts of genres. And a special shout-out to him for the super awesome Power of Love cover that he did. And, uh, you know, we did message him, and he was totally like, yeah, dude, blow it up. Throw that shit on your intro. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we've been using it for about the last eight, nine months now. Absolutely. So thank you, Leo. You're the freaking man, dude. Oh, yeah, man. He definitely is. You know, he's gained over uh, two million subscribers on mm-hmm. YouTube. And like you say, he's putting out like new stuff every week. So, yeah, over there yeah. In, in Norway, man, Leo's just I think Leo's just waiting for people to put out <laughs> new hits so that he can cover them as metal hits. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. And so amazingly talented. The fact that he individually records every single one of the instruments yep. he's doing there. You're just like, man, super talented. Big ups. Get out to his YouTube page. Check him out. You will not regret it. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, you know, I know something people need to check out. And, you know, it's October now. And, you know, there is just so many great events going on. But we can't tell you about every one of them. But we're going to tell you about the best ones that are coming at you. You know, everyone's pretty much aware that, you know, in October this year, we have a Friday the 13th. You know, and Uh (laughs) so, you know, there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff going on on that Friday. But, hey, I want to tell you a little bit about something that's going on Saturday the 14th. Absolutely, man. Senior Bull has managed to come up with this amazing event in Kaluts with Big Dog Comics and Thunderdome Gaming. In honor of Friday the 13th being in October this month and all the success the Friday the 13th game has been having and how much we've enjoyed it, he's decided to take some horror-based gaming and bring it out into the real world. So he's created this event with Captain Joel over there at Big Dog Comics where they're going to have 13 hours of horrifying, terrifying gaming up at Thunderdome. Oh, yeah, man. We're talking about Shocktober. You know, we've got, like El Bandito said, 13 hours of gaming. It's going to be $10 at the door. But just before you guys get too excited, we're also going to include some food and drink with that $10. So not only are you going to be able to play a bunch of board, dice, and uh, card games, you know, you're also going to be able to chow down and hang out with a bunch of other horror heads with you. Absolutely, man. So, you know, as much as we love video games and we do the video game zone, we very much support the interaction that actual board games and physical games provide, you know, because we're all about people coming together, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you can't do that if you're not together. You know, so let's get together. Let's roll some dice. Let's have some games. Senior Bowl will be hosting the event for the entire 13 hours that Saturday. Um, Obviously, we didn't want to do it on Friday where a lot of people have to work and stuff, (laughs) you know. So in honor of the Friday the 13th, if you survive the night, come on over on the 14th to Thunderdome Gaming. That's on the corner of Midway Road and US1 right up here in Fort Pierce. It's very easy to find, unlike the GameStop up there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, Captain Joel has said that he will be providing some uh, some really nice food and drink uh, mm-hmm. with your admission, and you can hang out uh, all day and play as many games or as few games as you want. Oh, yeah. So come out and show some love to the big dog out there. And uh, he's also going to have a costume contest. Yep. Uh, he's going to have the... Uh, 
He's going to have the rep from Steve Jackson there. I think you know him, don't you, Senior Oh, Bowl? yeah, man, definitely. <laughs> uh, he'll be there, and I know they're bringing a bunch of uh, of ex- uh, Steve Jackson exclusives that you're only going to be able to get at this event. So, I mean, you know, anyone who's a fan of, like, Munchkin or, or Zombie Dice and all those other cool, uh, you know, Steve Jackson horror-based games, like, you know, come on out because, you know, it's going to be your only opportunity. And, and, man, you know, that's one thing about Steve Jackson, a lot like the gun media and stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. they really care about their players. So, you know, when the players say, hey, you know what, Steve Jackson, we really want to have a, you know, a Halloween-themed munchkin set. You know, they put out one of the little booster packs ads, like, you know, 20 cards to your, you know, munchkin game to spice it up for Halloween. So, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff going. Um, You know, we might even do a munchkin tournament. You know, it just depends on, you know, it depends on what what, what people want to rock out, you know. But let me tell you a little more about some of these other games that we have coming at you. Uh, We also got uh, Arkham Horror, which I know... You and I, El Bandito, have spent countless hours, uh, <laughs> you know, fighting the the the, the great old ones. You Absolutely, know? that's based on the H.P. Lovecraft mythos mm-hmm. and is what we consider a collegiate level game. Oh yeah. So any smarty pants ever wanted to try a hundred dollar game that has more reading than most textbooks? Oh yeah, uh, come on out. Yeah, go come on by and ask to sample that. Uh, another H.P. Lovecraft uh, one I know you've got there is uh, Elder Sign. Yes, yeah. I like to call that one uh, Arkham Horror Light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's played with dice. It's a little less like detailed as Arkham Horror, which, you know, like I said, but you still have that immersion. Yeah, it's a, it's a little less in-depth, but there's still a lot to the game. Like, Absolutely. There's a lot of cool adventures roaming around, but it's mostly focused around rolling dice, which keeps it very fast-paced. Yes. So, so that's nice. But also... Man, I know you're putting this out, this Avalon Hill classic that we have played to death on more than one occasion. Oh, yeah, man. We're talking about Betrayal at House on the Hill. Now, here's what I think is kind of cool about this, and I was going to throw this your way, El Bandito. I know you have the original you know, version of that mm-hmm. game. You know, we're talking about the, you know, the, you know, the classic. You yeah, know? the red cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking maybe we could have that version available and also the second edition, which, you know, both have their merits and a little bit of a different game. I mean, it's, it's practically the same game, but, you know, there's some some things I know some people say they kind of wish they would have kept the same. So Sure. You know, some of the artwork yeah. and stuff I think are the biggest things that yes. changed, but I have to tell you, one thing we need to jump on and make sure that Captain Joel has available is the expansion set. Oh, that includes the yes. new roof access that adds a whole yes. other level to the mansion. Absolutely. Uh, and I think about, what, 50 new haunts yes. in it? So, so it's pretty exciting. Uh, Betrayal is a game that you build tile by tile your board as you explore a haunted mansion until the point that a haunt is revealed in which players will use two separate books where some anonymous player or players will become the traitors and then it becomes a battle of wits between the horror that is the traitors versus the remaining survivors of the game. You know it, man. Yeah, it's it's a blast. It's just so cool how... You know, you kind of start off as a team and then maybe one or two or maybe, you know, who knows, maybe it's one survivor and, you know, everybody <laughs> else are traitors. You know, it's like they've they've added so many. Absolutely, man. It, yeah. So. so they've got a lot of great stuff there. But Senior Bowl, I have to say it sounds like an awesome event. That's 13 hours of gaming oh, Saturday, yeah. October 14th. If you survive the night of Friday the 13th this October 2017, come on down to Thunderdome Gaming. It's on the corner of Midway Road and US1 in Fort Pierce right next to the legendary big dog comics come in see captain joel 10 bucks at the door 
You get to play all day, the whole 13 hours, and food and drink will be provided for you. So no reason not to come out and check this out, to spread the word, to spread the love. We'll see you there. Oh, man, absolutely. And, you know, we, we, we showcase this event here on Power Hour, and we'd love to showcase one of your events here on the Power Hour. So, you know, why don't you tell them El Bandita they can get in touch with us if they want to us to share one of their events well you can call us 24 7 on our toll-free love line that's 1-844-944-LOVE that's 5683 it like we said it's 24 hours it's a toll-free number doesn't cost you anything you can call from any phone anywhere uh, you can call anytime and you can leave us a message there at the power hour uh, we'll play it right here on the air or we'll get in touch with you if you catch us while we're in studio you can come right on the air and talk with us otherwise hit us up on our facebook page on our instagram or at the power hour of love at gmail.com we're out here we're waiting for you we're waiting with bated breath to get in touch with all of you beautiful people out there we are hanging on the telephone with l7 That was L7 with Hanging on the Telephone. Absolutely, man. That was a great track right there, huh? Oh, absolutely, man. We're going to have to call this night the night of covers, man, because you know that's a classic Blondie cover right there. And, you know, L7 recently reunited, and they're, uh, you know, they re-recorded a lot of their earlier tracks. You know, they're, they, they, they first formed back in, like, the 90s when, you know, grunge was really heavy. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know you heard a little bit of distortion and stuff at the end of that one. That used to be, like, most of, like, over all their tracks. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, they decided, hey, let's go back and, like, remaster that. And then they uh, decided they were going to do a little tour. So 
definitely, you know, really excited to see them floating around again. And, um, you know, definitely for an all-girl grunge band, you know, they definitely bring down the house. But well, let's talk about some stuff that definitely isn't meh. Absolutely, man, because we've got some exciting stuff coming out this fall because we've got some comic TV shows coming back on the air. Oh, man, you know, like I know you've – have you gotten all caught up yet? Like, are you, are Oh, I'm you... all caught up on everything, okay, man. So good, I'm excited. Good. I spent all summer catching up on every show so I can try to keep up with some shit during this fall. And I have to say, you know, coming in with a bang is the fucking CW. Oh, man, yeah. All their comic book shows coming back. Uh, here in October, and it is freaking exciting. What have we got coming up? Oh, man, what a kick things off, man. We got the fastest man alive. We got the Flash. He's going to be debuting on October 10th. And uh, it looks like the possible villains for this uh, see or a possible villain that, they, uh, that they've been promoting is that the Elongated Man will make his uh, CW show debut i know you know hey, isn't that my nickname <laughs> i've been called that quite a few times <laughs> there you go but man. yeah we're hoping that uh, you know wally's gonna get to lead some storylines for a while before uh, barry comes back from running through the multiverse or whatever i, I hope so you know kind of silly thing ended the last season i i wasn't super thrilled with the way that ended but you know i think it's kind of like their way of taking on that crisis on infinite earth kind of thing versus yeah. like barry becoming the lightning bolt that hit himself you know i think i don't know i kind of liked the way they ended this a lot i mean it made sense in the comics yeah. you know you know did it though i mean all right that didn't really make a lot of sense i mean okay but either way i, I get where they're going yeah, but if they yeah. just if he comes back episode one it's gonna be like meh <laughs> it's just one of those things where i i know that they they say that you know the show continues you know because it's yeah. almost like oh it's a year later but still, like, let's see, you know, Wally, you know, yeah, well, Flash for a long time. I can tell you, cranking out 12 seasons of uh, Supernatural on the CW, like, that is CW's M.O., dude. Oh, really? Where, like, they will leave you with an awesome cliffhanger of, like, Dean is going to purgatory and he will never be fucking home back on Earth ever again. He's dead now and he's stuck fighting monsters. Season one opener, he comes back from the dead oh. in the first fucking scene and, like, the whole rest of the season is flashbacks of purgatory you never get to see him actually like really do an episode of battling in purgatory and they do that time and time again on the cw and all these different shows so i have a feeling that's exactly what we're gonna get is like you said that time jump barry's back and then maybe they'll tell us a little bit about where he's been or what it was but we'll see what happens all i know is it's you know one of my favorites out of the freaking cw shows and uh, it's coming out October 10th, and I think that's perfect because I would definitely give it a 10 out of 10. But my absolute favorite <laughs> show, also coming out on the 10th of the 10th month with a solid 10 out of 10, is The Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, man, I know this is going to get you stoked, man, because I knew, like you said, that this is your, your, your favorite. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, I mean, I've, I don't know if this is comic-related, but apparently this group, the Time Bureau, is going to show up. This seems like it's almost like the Doctor Who, you know, or, or what, <laughs> yeah. what, what's that thing you always like to tell me about? The Council of Ricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the Time Bureau is going to come and try to, like, set things straight. Because we know that, you know, at the season finale of Legends, like, hey, what was the last line? I think we broke time. Yeah, I was going to say, yep. <laughs> so I think the Time Bureau is going to fix things, and mm-hmm. the Legends are going to have to, like, kind of go by their rules, which is kind of cool, you know. Sure. 
But um, I guess the uh, Julius Caesar, I guess, is going to play a major villain in this upcoming. Okay. <laughs> and, I mean, I, we'd have to confirm this with Party Man Will or DC Eric, but I guess in DC Comics, I guess Julius Caesar actually is like a villain. <laughs> That's cool. So I don't know if he fights Wonder Woman or- Hey, like, he's what? no Augustus, so whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm not 100% sure on that. I never- uh, read any comics that are related to what the legends of tomorrow is yeah. like i don't know what that stems from so yeah, yeah. you know i'm just as curious as you i think it's kind of what drives the show for me is the ensemble cast being so large um but it really being to me having nothing to compare it to yes. it stands on its own two feet and i, I love that about the show it's, so yeah it's, it's not trying to live up to those other stories like, yeah you know, like the flashpoint it was like oh there was a story flashpoint we have to kind of do you know like yeah they, do, they have to stay within the constraints of those mm-hmm. those those expectations but you know? i can tell you it started off as my least favorite show and it ended its five-year run with the best season finale <laughs> of any show in a long time that i've seen arrow coming back 10 12 two days later yeah man Great, great, great season finale last year. Oh, yeah. And if you guys haven't seen it yet, it's on Netflix. Go out there. Watch the whole season. I mean, I know I, I always talk to tons of people, and they're like, I love the first couple seasons of Arrows, but then it got stale. But I just tell them, I said, man, watch season five, man. And yeah. for one, it references a lot of the earlier seasons. But I said, it's just, it, it's a good story. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very it's, good. It, it, I love the arc in the entire show, you yeah. know, because the whole point was to recap those five years of, of flashbacks. Yeah. And they really do. It has a great ending. It culminates really well. And I have to say, it ends so strong that I can almost forgive those first 13 episodes <laughs> that make me want to jump off a fucking building. Oh, <laughs> I, I know. I'll, I'll take an it. arrow in the face before I watch the first 13 episodes of that again. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you'll be excited to hear, man. Well, actually, maybe you might not be too excited <laughs> to hear about some of these, but you know, apparently, uh, Ali is going to gain a new bow. Right. This, uh, I, I don't know, you know, a lot of the composite versus the, you know, but sure. I know people are making a big deal about the new bow that he's going to be using as like a harder bow to use okay. versus what, you know, he uses now. So I don't know what the whole. Yeah. The one he uses now is like a piece of wood that they CGI arrows on. So I don't think it's a super big deal, guys. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're saying like in the logistics of uh, the green arrow himself. But no, either way, I got you. People, yeah. people are really like creaming their shorts over that one, you know, maybe. Maybe somebody can tell us like why that's important, but there are rumors, and like I said, these are just rumors that there might be a return of Tommy Merlin, which mm-hmm. you know he did. You know, hey, if you haven't watched, yeah, yeah, he he dies in the first season. Yeah. If he dies, he dies. Yes, <laughs> and honestly, I mean, not to like I said, okay, we're gonna hey, it's been a year. You guys should have got. Caught. I honestly thought it for a little while that Prometheus was gonna turn out to be. Tommy. Yeah. Like I was like, he knows so much about his past. Mm-hmm, stuff, but mm-hmm. hey, I like what they did. But also they've they've hinted that uh Roy Harper, you know, I, Arsenal. I'd, yeah, I'd like that. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. I really thought it sucked when he left the show. Yes. Um so yeah, I'd like to see him come back and 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 fill those shoes. And I thought his stories with Thea uh yeah. were some of my favorite stories with Thea. Yeah. She's great, but it seems like she's not involved enough you know yeah. de- definitely in the fifth season she kind of almost faded into the background i felt bad oh, about yeah. that you yeah. know but with you know her dad kind of uh, over at legends you know because yeah. he was in yeah. the legend series basically yeah. the whole season but him pretty much being defeated 
made it uh, to the point where he wasn't as active, and you know, with Roy gone, it wasn't it wasn't as yeah. active. So I'd really love to see some more with Thea. Uh, you know, we both started off the show, I think, thinking that like, man, we really don't want to see her be speedy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know about you, she won me the fuck over. Oh, yeah, like, that yeah. chick is badass. No, I that think. was great. I mean, it would be nice to see Arsenal. You know, yeah, because he's the classic. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, him coming back would be a treat. Um, one of the things they've mentioned here, which I'm kind of on the fence about, I guess Black Siren, you know, which is Kate Cassidy's role now, former, you know, uh, <laughs> Laurel Lance, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Laurel Lance from Earth 2 now, you know, uh, she's supposed to take a main villain role. Yeah, I, neg- <laughs> oh, I got so much fucking beef with that. It's the one thing about the show I really don't like, like. Just get rid of the goddamn Black Canary. Get rid of all the fucking... I'm sick of fucking Black Canaries. (laughs) You know, like, Dinah is so great in the fucking comics, and she's so iconic, and her and Ollie's relationship is so rock solid that all the CW bouncy around love triangle back from the dead fucking bullshit (laughs) has just completely been a fucking mess. Like, you guys fucked it. Get rid of the Black Canary. Have a merry fucking Felicity. I don't even care at this point. (laughs) Just quit trying to make the Black Canary happen. It's never going to (laughs) happen. Well, dude... That's that's kind of the thing. It's like I, I I'm really you know at first when they brought in this other Dino or whatever, I was like, okay, I can kind of see maybe they want to develop that relationship. Yeah. But now dude, that- if it had been her, like yeah. she looks the most like yeah. the comic character to me. I mean, she's not blonde, yeah. but still, I love her attitude. I love the way that they have her dress seem so spot on. Yeah. Um. So man, if she'd have been it from the get go, I'd have loved it. But it's just too too little too late now. Exactly. You know, where I'm just like, I love the actress. I think she's doing a great job. But I don't even want to see the Black Canary no more. I'm sick of it. I'm over it. You know? I, I do like Kate Cassidy. Like I like her care. You know, I like her. Yeah. You know, but it's just like, yeah, it's like, man, maybe you should have stuck around. Like I don't know why she left. Maybe she got pregnant or something. You know, yeah. but like it's like now she's like kind of like, oh, I miss her. I, I want to come back. And I don't know. Like I would never. I mean, I. I I got no beef with Kay Cassidy, but I didn't like her part in the show. Yeah. Uh, like the way they wrote it. She just seemed fucking soft. And then all of a sudden she's a badass and, and yeah. she has a mechanical scream. And I'm like, you guys are just like trying to make this happen too hard. Yeah. You know, had Sarah shown up and been Dinah and was just Dinah. Now she's a badass because she learned her shit over in Nanda Parbat or whatever. Yeah. I'd have been like, fuck yeah, that's great. You know, and obviously she went off in her own direction and kind of created her own fucking character to be. So yeah. kudos to fucking her because I love Sarah over there in freaking Legends, you know? Yeah, so, she was cool. She definitely, same thing. She looked much more like yeah. the classic Black Canary. And she looks like she can really fight, you know? Yeah. Like when you see her in her fight scene, she looks like she can fight. I mean, I hate to say it, but Kate Cassidy looks too like tall and graceful yeah you know yeah. And, and you know the actress that plays sarah i'm sorry I, I don't know her name but she just seems stout like she yeah. can fucking take a hit and yeah. kick some ass yeah like and, she should uh, be in a boxing movie or something yeah and you can tell like she she fucking really works at her shit you know and that's why the new black canary i like so much because she too looks like she really knows how to fight and i like that you know and same thing with how thea kind of won me over yeah she doesn't fight like a little tiny prancy little girl because she's tiny man she's yeah. a she's a petite woman yeah but she looks like she can handle her own so i dig it man but let's let's get off of the arrow talk <laughs> but let's stick with the leading ladies here oh. and let's talk about the last installment of the cw supergirl Oh, yeah. Well, that'll be coming out uh, on uh, October 9th. And <laughs> yeah, so coming out first, the yes, worst. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of fans out there. It's definitely not one that tops my list. I know you've watched a lot more yeah. of it than I have. But apparently, 
Saturn Girl and the League of Superheroes are going to be making their entrance into Kara's world. So I don't, I, you got nothing? Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, like the, the season ended last year, like Terry Hatcher joined the cast of the show. Okay. You know, to be like an evil Daxamite who came to kick some ass. Okay. Now, I got a little bit of beef with that because the only Daxamite I know of was a Green Lantern, and his story was fucking amazing. Okay. So the, so I don't know the rest of the mythos behind Daxamites, but I feel bad that it kind of seemed like it cheaped out in this show, like, what the Daxamites were, you know, because they kind of made them a race of these pompous little shitheads, and I'm like, well, how'd they pick one to be a Green Lantern then, you know, because those are supposed to be, like, cool fucking cats, you know? Sure, sure. But anyways, she's the, like, queen of the Daxamites, and she's a total douchebag, you know? Oh, okay, okay. But it was great to see her. I love Terry Hatcher. I loved her ever since I saw her in that uh, Lois and Clark show. And the fact that her and Dean Cain both have roles in this show is fucking awesome. That's cool. Uh, yeah. It's a bit of a bummer that they don't share any screen time, oh, like yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that would be fun. Right? Yeah, hopefully that will change in the future. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I can't say that I felt like they really teased Saturn Girl or the Legion of Superheroes. Okay. Because like just the end of the season was was very like anticlimactic to me. Gotcha. You know, it just kind of ended as opposed to being like this is an epic clip cliffhanger that I recall. Because to me, I'm like Arrow. Oh my God! You know, even yeah. even the Flash seemed like it ended that season. You know. Yes. 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 So it's 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 a little weird in that sense, but you know. It is what it is. We'll see where it goes. I know Rain is rumored to be the big bad this season. I can't say I know anything about yeah, it. You know, either, I don't yeah. know the Superman mythos well enough uh, for the fact that they're they're not using the core people. And I yeah. love that about the show. I love Superman. I love that it seems like Superman adventures have yeah. already happened. Yeah, like he can yeah. talk about Lex is arrested. Yeah. you know, and and stuff like that. Uh, so I like that. But it leaves me grasping at straws for, like, the edges of his rogues gallery that we seem to be seeing. Um, so uh, aside from your Hank Henshaws, who really kind of steal the limelight as far as notable heroes and Cadmus and things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, the whole, like, Lena and Lana Luther or whoever the fuck they are. I don't know. Like, whatever. They're great. I love to see such a female-driven cast because, you know, for as much garbage as I talk about, I don't like them, like, fucking shoveling women down my throat. All Actually, I do like that. But, you <laughs> Now, as much as I think that people make too big of a deal out of it uh, at times, um, I, I love seeing, you know, powerful female roles. Sure. You know, and this show is in no short supply of that. So I really love it. Uh, I think the best role models on the show are um, uh, the mom, whichever. I don't know. It's Alina or yeah, Lana. Or yeah, which, the, yeah. the, the, the mom, you know, she runs Cadmus and she's yeah. a Luther and she's a badass and uh, I, I know she's played by, um, I can't think of the lady's name. I know she's a famous actress who's been on yeah. Desperate Housewives, so it was really cool that her and Terry Hatcher were in an episode. Again, didn't share any screen time, but still, <laughs> I don't think they shared any screen time in Desperate Housewives. They did like 10 seasons together. Well, well I know Kevin Smith has had some writer credit on, on Supergirl, mm -hmm. so I mean, I think they're trying to kind of really get, the, you know, I mean, one thing you got to give Supergirl credit for is, I mean, you know, it's on one network, it moved to CW, yeah. it does a little bit of crossover, but really it's in its own dimension. You know, it's not, I mean, it's part of the yeah. Arrowverse, but it's, 
Yeah, things it's, that it's in a separate universe of the multiverse, which I think is great because it yeah. gives them that liberty to be like, oh, in our show, there's tons of aliens that live everywhere, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, I think, you know, in, in some cases, and, and there's a lot of, there is a lot of fans out there. Mm-hmm. It gets a lot of praise. So, hey, oh, I yeah. think it's great that it's doing its third season. Dude, dude, just because it's my least favorite of these four shows doesn't mean it's my least favorite show by any stretch. <laughs> like, I really dig this show. You know, I think they could still kind of hit the mark a little harder in a few places but like chyler lee who plays her sister on the show yeah fucking amazing like man just shower that girl with all the awards because i'm loving everything that she does her development her storyline um her acting i mean she just man there are so many episodes i watch just for her so she's great man and i'm anxious to see where her character builds in this season because she keeps having these great like B story arcs in every okay. episode, man. So that's great, so, man. Well, hey, if you guys want to check it out, jump on Netflix and go check out uh, season two. Uh, you know, get caught up on season one and two. Then you can watch the big premiere next week. Absolutely, man. But before we go, we're going to talk about the one kind of whew, elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah, the sort I, of... Uh, I know it's a little bit of a sore subject, man. <laughs> I mean, in the sense that, I mean, we usually do a lot of praise on Marvel here. But mm-hmm. hey, one thing I have to say is, regardless of what you read on the internet or what you see, we're big proponents of go out there, check it out for yourself. And make your own opinion. Don't just read shit and, or even just listen to us, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, go out there, check it out. If you disagree or if you think something's good, get out there and praise it. But hey, mm-hmm. not to spoil it, but go forth, Del Bandito. What's going on with Inhumans? Oh man, it has premiered last week. And I have to say, as much as I've been a fan of the ABC show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, this Inhumans thing kind of slipped right by me because I'm like, wasn't it a movie? And you know, now it looks like kind of a cheesy TV show. And you know, I think Agents of Shield like really kind of did its own thing with the Inhumans. Yeah. So I'm very surprised to see like Black Bolt, Medusa, and like Ramsey. You know, yeah, like, Ram- Ra- <laughs> everybody's saying that. They're like, like they're showing up now to do some kind of weird, no. <laughs> you know, Inhuman show. Um, it looks like it's scheduled for eight episodes. Um, the reviews haven't been favorable so far, but it looks like that guy Scott Buck, who was yeah. in charge of uh, like Iron Fist, uh-huh. uh, is is working on this series as well. <laughs> and word is, if the show goes to a second season, they're gonna fucking get a different producer. And I, and I don't blame them because like this is excellent source material. I mean, Black Bolt. He's one of the most powerful characters oh, yeah. in Marvel Comics. Oh, yeah. And comics in general, I'd probably say. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, part of the Illuminati in, in Marvel's universe. And, and the guy's just a bad motherfucker, man. Yeah. And there's no way that, like, his telepathic wife with anthropomorphic hair <laughs> and his dog that teleports is anything but a recipe for a super cool fucking show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but this doesn't look like a super cool fucking show. And I, I'm i going to watch it. I'm going to watch sure. it. Sure. Um, give it a I, check out. I know I've been I've been hanging out with this beautiful woman lately who never saw Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so we started from the beginning watching that. And I'll probably wait to catch Inhumans uh, at the end okay. so that you know yeah, the two of us can watch in, yeah. it together. Yeah. Um, and we can kind of watch it in that continuity. Uh, but I can't say I'm like, oh, no, I got to wait and see it. I'm just like, man, that's probably going to be fucking bad. I don't know. <laughs> so hopefully I'm wrong. And I, I want all you beautiful people out there to go and see for yourselves and see what you think. 
Absolutely, man. And that's the thing, you know, check it out. You know, I mean, I just know a lot of people are are, are definitely taking their pop shots and saying, oh, <laughs> look at look at Marvel. Is it perfect? I mean, that's not, DC Eric. No, we're just uh, teasing. <laughs> but it, 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 I think even DC Eric's probably looking at that and be like, oh, shit, that that really because it's not even like. It, I mean, I know we don't go completely by Rotten Tomatoes, like, but like, it's not fifty percent bad. It's like eight percent bad, and I mean, just whenever you start to see those low numbers, you're gonna get a lot of criticisms, and it's totally. unfair. Like I said, The Dark Tower had nineteen percent. I really liked the movie. I think the bad publicity that it got ultimately hurt it because people are like, well, I'm not going to go spend the money on it. I mean, at least this is on TV, yeah, so yeah. it's like... Dude, there yeah. are more than one movie that's got over 90% over on Rotten Tomatoes that I think is a fucking train wreck. Exactly. So it's just yeah. like, hey, we're all little snowflakes. Yep. We're yep. all different. We're all unique. We're going to like what we like. We're going to not like what we don't like. So even the two of us, you know, have oh, completely yeah. separate opinions on uh, that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Yep. Yep. So, you know, it's just going to be what it is, but... The important thing is to roll the dice, man. Check it out. You know, yeah, Yeah. the spice of life is versatility. So get out there, check it out, see what's new and exciting, but make sure to come back here for a new and exciting episode next Thursday night, 10 p.m., only on Podunk Radio, where you can come and spend the night with Charbol and El Bandito. Yeah. But what happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. Uh, listen. I was thinking we should break up or whatever. I am breaking up with you. Consider that a divorce.